recording the uh, church service for November 6, 2022 at the Enfield United Methodist Church, Enfield, New Hampshire.
Good morning. So I'm told that my first announcement needs to be something along the lines of local spiritual teachers, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing because it means more people when I bring more than four. So if you don't mind being a little closer to my neighbor and sharing your bulletins, that would be a wonderful thing. I got a variety of different announcements to go over. First, and most important of all of the announcements this morning, is if you don't live in Canaan, actually, first I'm going to say, fair warns, caveat emptor, I am kind of brain at this point. <laughs> so I may say some weird things. Uh, if you don't live in Enfield, you might not know that there is a royal order in place here in Enfield. Now that's a deep subject for a shallow mind. Not as deep as you might think. The time change is making us loopy. Daylight savings, yes. Lots and lots of coffee. Yes. You know, I really like the Irving that's on 93, just about puts it, you know. Oh, yeah, the one where, before you get on 93. Yeah, good coffee. Good coffee. Anyhow, um, so they're in the air right now, and uh, on their way to Dallas. Yes, Dallas. Uh, okay, then boil order. Sleep. Sleep. Am I my father's son? Yes. Uh, <laughs> next, if you hadn't like heard about it, if you participated, you already know this. The meal last night was an absolute phenomenal bumper crop. 125 meals served. Plus help. Plus help. <laughs> yes. Those, those, those another eight to ten meals after the paying customers. 
you have one of those little fancy remotes that has the thing you can talk to it, you can just talk to the remote and say, Expedition Unknown Mysteries of Moses. And it'll teach you to it. So you can watch that. And you might want to, because coming up on the 15th of Tuesday, Tuesday night the 15th, 6 o'clock, there's a part two. And so we'll be right here, and we'll watch part two of that, which uh, Sandy says is actually kind of an interesting part of the two of So have that on your calendars, Tuesday the 15th, 6 o'clock, and we'll watch that. And if you need help figuring out the little remote thing, then give me a call. Let's see. Bouncing through a few other things. Um, I do want to note in gathering information is in the bulletin that's literally just around the corner. There are forms for in gathering over on the table. Anybody who you think might benefit from one of the, I'm saying boxes, but it's not one box, it's actually multiple. Uh, yeah. But would benefit from some of that food, please get in the forms. They're due next Saturday. Uh, due, but if they can't get it back in time, it's probably it's okay to contact Barbara Corville. The contact information is on here, uh, so we can make sure that that box is set aside. We've got plenty of food set aside for folks. First pallet of food has already arrived. The boxes are coming in tomorrow morning. And all the pieces are coming together, uh, so it, it's all in good process. We just need to make sure that folks know about it so they can get those boxes. Uh, do you and thing? If you want to contribute, you can send a check to the Community Lutheran Church, and on the memo portion of the check, put down in gathering mm -hmm. because they have to pay for a lot of this food. And so that's the money that helps buy the food rather than collecting canned goods. They're, they're taking the money, and that way all the boxes are identical. Mm -hmm. And it's so simple, doing it this way. It's so much easier and more streamlined. Uh, if you're interested in helping, there is a need for folks to help with the setup. Uh, and I've got the dates on here. I don't know. Is it a Thursday is when the setup happens, and then Saturday is the packing? So on Thursday, the tables are laid out, the food is organized. On Saturday, folks come in. Grab an empty box, here's what you put in this box, set the filled box over there, and then Sunday, everybody comes through the production line and gets their boxes put in their vehicle and away they go. So there's need for helpers all along through that. So if you're able to help, interested on any of those days, talk to me, talk to Barbara, talk to Sandy, uh, you can get Barbara Tourville's number and talk with her, uh, or uh, Kate Stewart Plumley. Um, just to remind people, if you haven't noticed the calendar, I think five days from now is Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. So find a veteran and thank them. Tuesday, 
But next Tuesday, because this Tuesday is voting, Madeline thankfully reminded me of that yesterday, and I sent out a correction email. But then this morning, when I went to print these, I just brought up the bulletin and hit print. I didn't remember to change the date. <laughs> so, brain dead. Parent Circle is not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And so, ladies, you're all more than welcome to participate in that. And uh, someday we need to talk about a little bit of the history of the Hannah Circle and why, why it exists and what's going on with that. But Food Fellowship and Planning for Ministry. That, that kind of sums it up. Good stuff. Okay, and then the last thing I wanted to note, uh, just we had talked several Sundays back about where is where are things going? What is the the path and life trajectory for the Canaan Church? And it's time to really be having a serious discussion about that. And so it marked as the first official step in that journey. The first step was talking about it on Sunday morning. The first official step is we're going to meet once per month, and that's this coming Wednesday. So Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, Canaan Church, and we are starting by having just an hour of prayer. And I'm going to start at promptly at 6 on a the room lit, the heat on, some candles, some music playing. I might prompt a couple of prayers, but for the most part, uh, it's let's just meet together and let's pray for. Battery died. Battery died. Let's pray for discernment and wisdom and direction uh, as we go forward in this process. We don't know what's going to be next. We don't know what the future holds, and that's why we need to be praying about that and what's going to happen. So if you can be there on Wednesday night, please, and particularly if you're a Canaan person, you need to be there. If you can't be there, you need to at least block off some time on that day to be praying about, Lord, what's the next step for us? Where do we go from here? What is it that we need to be in the community around us? Okay? So that's the plan for Wednesday. And then we'll set the date for the next one in December, and we'll continue through that uh, until we have a sense of what's happening. Now, at that point, uh, I need to bring in a little bit of an update from church conference. Uh, and I think I'll just go ahead and do that now as part of announcements. So, church conference was this past Wednesday. Uh, we had a lovely conference with Payson. There was some business that was postponed until the next Canaan Ad Council, so we didn't have quorum. So we do have a slate of officers that we'll need to vote on. Uh, the important part is that as part of that discussion, this idea of uh, discernment with the Canaan Church was brought up with Kaysan. So he is aware of it, he is praying for us, and he is going to be engaging with us as we go along in that process. Uh, to add his part and, and his perspective, because he has to be involved in all this, both in terms of on the legal side of it, but more importantly in the, the spiritual leadership side of it. Uh, and with that, I want to note, and all of you can help me remember this, uh, he asked specifically, he'd like to come and worship with all of us sometime this coming spring. So we'll be picking a Sunday for him to come up and 
spend a Sunday with us. Uh, if you've not spent time with Sun before, I'll tell you two things about it. He's, for one, he's just an all-around smart, awesome guy. And two, he has an awesome voice. So if we can get him here and get him to sing, <laughs> it's a really <laughs> wonderful thing. <laughs> so those are coming up. Uh, the other announcement to make, uh, oh, sorry, I can't leave conference yet. Uh, happy to say that everybody agreed that I should be sticking around for another year. Very thankful for that. The other kind of larger church news to share with you. Uh, we don't normally get into all of the weeds as far as what happens beyond our conference, meaning the New England area, uh, but the what's known as the New England jurisdiction, which is us in New York and Pennsylvania and you know kind of this whole larger area, they have one primary job, which is uh, electing bishops. Our bishop, current bishop, uh, Sudarshana Devadar, he is retiring. December 31st is this year is the end of his service to us, and the uh, jurisdiction was meeting over this past week to elect new bishops. Unfortunately, they did not elect a bishop for us, for our conference. It's interesting. Um, 18 different ballots. Across 18 different ballots, they were not able to have a majority. There has to be a 60% majority for any one person in order for them to be elected as a bishop. Uh, it got to the point where they ultimately voted to suspend their rules, which say that they have to continue voting until someone's elected. They said, we're going to suspend that until 2024. Uh, so instead, they're wait until white smoke. Yeah, I understand that kind of thing. So instead, uh, what they're going to be doing, and they're talking about this right now, is we will when Bishop Devdar uh, is finished in the end of December, there will be one of the other bishops from a nearby conference that will also be overseeing us. That should be interesting. That should be very interesting. <laughs> now, how does that affect us here locally on a day-to-day -day basis? We're probably not going to notice in the least. Uh, it is, however, in the larger church body, that's a pretty big shake-up. Uh, it, it makes some of the logistical things that happen above us really challenging. And so we need to be praying for them and for that whole process uh, as they're trying to figure out, okay, these folks are already really busy. <laughs> How are they going to be splitting their time to help cover us? And if you haven't noticed, we're kind of in a really conference. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of that there, too. Uh, Not us. So pray for them and pray for that process. It's, I'll just say this as a, by way of commentary. It's a reflection of some of the same things that, that we're experiencing locally, where there are additional demands being made on people to serve broader areas. And, you know, greater areas of service than have happened before for a variety of reasons. And so it's kind of a, a mirror image that happens up the chain. That's the way it looks to me. So prayers for them. Uh, and 
We'll have a new bishop. Of a form, eventually. Okay, I think that covers all of the many announcements we covered this morning. So I say again, good morning. Good, good afternoon. Welcome to worship. So today, well, today is not All Saints Day. All Saints Day was the first. But today is the first Sunday after All Saints Day. And so this is the Sunday that we are taking to remember the saints who come before us, who have taught us and shared with us and helped us to grow into the faith that each of us individually carries and that we share together. And we want to honor those folks today. So, I can tell you right up front, there really isn't a sermon today. Well, <laughs> me, because Jackie's giving it. As I said in the email, the intent today is let's share stories of the saints. So I'm seeing that thought, and as we're preparing our hearts and worship together, be thinking now and bringing to mind those people who were so instrumental. In getting you to where you are today, teaching you about God, teaching you about what it is to walk with Jesus, teaching you about what walking in the Spirit and acting in the Spirit is. Who are those people? And then let's share those stories. That's what we're doing today. If you can't think of a single one, that's okay. I've got a list. But I'm sure there's more than a few stories. So when we get to that time, we're going to just going to share those stories. I said that because you always have something in your sermons that I need to hear. And I just didn't want to hear it today. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most beautiful sayings. <laughs> so as we are entering into worship, calming a bit, and just beginning to already say thank you, Lord, for the people who have come before us. And as we're preparing to join at the table, let's worship, let's give our thanks.
this day for your presence here, for ears and eyes and hearts and minds that are open and able to sense and know your presence, for the presence of, of each of us gathered, for the, the warmth that we share in body, heart, and soul. For those who come before us, whose hugs and exhortations and poking fun at and, and, and words of wisdom and all of those pieces we still hear and feel and carry with us. For your table that you set before us, all of this we give you thanks. And we ask, on this morning in particular, help us to have all of those memories flowing, the stories flowing, the encouragement of all of the saints, the great cloud that surrounds us. Guide us as we worship together here in this place, together with saints all around the globe, together with your saints in the world. And also, Lord, help me remember to talk loudly now. <laughs> we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you would please, grab your hymn For all the saints, number 711 is our first hymn of the day. There are six verses, but you know what? We're not going to sing all six. You know, I put all of the, uh, the slides there. Uh, I want to say
disease, for healing in their bodies, for wisdom for the doctors. We pray to you, Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And along with this, we give great thanks for all of these months we've been praying for Barbara G in her cancer journey. And this week she had an absolutely 100% clean pet scan. Lord, we are This morning we lift up the families of Josephine Charbonneau and Bob Sims Jr. as they both have died this past week. So we give you thanks for all that those two pass on to us in our community and we hold up their families in their grief. This we pray to you, Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let's take a few moments of silence off of those prayers that are still in our hearts. And when Sharon starts playing, we're back here. We've got the sound, the sand tray and the candles. If you'd like to come and light the candle representing that prayer, lifting to heaven. You're more than welcome.
And I'm it's kind of like in mid sentence, and all of a sudden he's gone. So just let him know I'm thinking about him. I'm looking forward to having some good talk. I'm glad to do that. So this is for Mom. She said, just in case I'm unable to connect by Zoom, and I guess I did have to tell her, no, you're not going to be able to use it on the plane. I'm praising God for the example set forth for me by five mighty women of God in my life. My mom, my grandmother, uh, Rose Clark Schaefer, 
Margaret Carlton, Vera Jimenez, and Nadia Calderia. I'm also including my incredible son, and as it's hard for me to read, your own Pastor Paul for his part in sharing God's love for me and helping me grow and understand more and more God's personal love for me in his teaching from the pulpit via Zoom on Sundays and using the gifts that God has placed within him with great humility and unconditional love for his flock. I love and treasure each of you for sharing your love, wisdom, and your many godly gifts that he places within you to help me grow in love and understand his gifts of mercy and grace in my walk closer with my Savior down through these past many years. Ron and I are with you all in spirit, love, gratitude, and friendship. We will miss all of you deeply in his love, Ron Sandy. So, again, thank you. You're all saints. And I think so are they. And just remember the time that we've had together and thankful for that. And I'm going to jump off just a little bit. One of these names, Vera Jimenez. Lord willing, the days aren't going to be too, too long. And y'all are going to get to meet Vera. Vera is a woman that I was introduced to when I was in my teens. And as my mom would put it, she's a person who could read your mail in an instant. She very clearly had the gift of knowledge and could walk up to a person and with one look, the spirit would tell her, this is what's going on in this person's life. And she would just start praying for you. What didn't matter where you were. She'd just come over and, oh, honey, you need prayer. She'd put a hand. And she would start praying for things that you haven't told anybody in the world about. That's how God worked through her. And I'll tell you, as a teenage boy, that's a scary thing. (laughs) 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 Always with a grace. With a, a deep, deep, Grace and compassion. Uh, she stood me, my friends, uh, my sister, my mom, and there's so many different times. And other than sit here and her name, you would never know her. You run into her on the street, she's just another person walking through. Mighty woman. So I'm thankful for being there. Yeah. Before it's open, let's tell stories. Who do you remember this morning? My mom, my good mom, but I also had another mom that came to put me in when I was in, uh, we were going the wrong way. And they uh, put me in one of their five kids, they put me in one of their kids, and, uh, and helped me through college, and, you know, used to make me sit at the kitchen table and do my stuff in college before I could do anything else. And, but they just were so open, and, and my dad from there too, so open and, and uh, welcoming. Yeah. You know? So it took me a while before I admitted it. 
send him my problems because from you know 20 in the early 20s, a young girl away from home, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your head and a lot of paths that are crossing in front of you and you don't know which way to go. And I would fall away from the Lord and he'd help me to get back to the Lord. And I'd fall away and he'd help me back. And, and that went on for years and years. And uh, I've come to a point where I've really been, in, as a Christian, I've really been engaging in Bible study on my own, um, even a few times here uh, with a friend and, and young ladies. And I'm just finding, and I look back and I'm like, how did I get here? And so I have an immense amount of thanks and heartfelt love for my grandmother because if it wasn't for her, couple of stories because they're both about, one is about my late father, Peter Parent, and about my mother, Patricia. Both people who have shaped my lives in various ways, but I want to talk about my dad's one story. He gave me my love of Christ. He also gave me my work ethic, for one thing. And he also taught me that you help somebody, no matter what, if you have the ability. And I'll tell you a story. We used to live in this little town in rural Maine called Albany. You know, it's not really a town anymore, it's a township. It's right between the towns of East Stoneham and Waterford. And my dad was coming home from a Wednesday night Bible study one night along this winding road that goes around a lake in East Stoneham. And you come across these two out-of-state drivers in the ditch because they had spun out on the road and it's twisty turning in the winter. It's a little Volkswagen type thing. My dad got out of the car. I don't remember what kind of car it was at the time. And the guys in the car asked him, you got change or something? He said, nah. And he get right under the little Volkswagen, pulled it up, and put it out on the road. <laughs> and uh, the guys were so, I don't know if they were impressed or if they were freaked out, but they said to my dad, you want a beer? And he said, not, nah, just be careful driving on the road going home and you'll be fine. <laughs> and my mom, if you've ever heard the term mama bear, when it comes to my mom concerning me, that would be her. But she also taught me the value of standing up for what's right no matter what. Because I was terribly bullied in high school to the point where some bullies actually set fire to my locker. And my mom, when she found out they were withholding my grades because some bullies destroyed my school books, she marched right into the dean's office and gave them such an earful that she said, either you give him his grades or you're going to be hearing from our lawyer. Because it wasn't my fault that those books got destroyed. It was because they couldn't 
keep the students in line enough to keep them from bullying someone who had ADHD and recently came from grammar school in Christian private schools. And it was amazing to me how many people from other churches were either sent memorials or remembrances of my dad at his memorial service that we had in Fall River, saying how much they respected him and how much things changed because of my dad's effort in those churches.
were handwritten because she didn't have a typewriter or a computer. So all of her monthly financial secretary reports were handwritten in this beautiful calligraphy that, that anybody could read. And so those are a couple of remembrances I have of Burrow. I remember Burrow Johnson only in that when she came in and everybody sat up. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would come in the door and she and, and then they would make sure she had a chair ready. So here or downstairs, they were there, they made sure she got set, she got her stuff, and she was <laughs> she had a very, I don't know, a very presence. commanding presence when she was there. Well, you know, she she was a nurse, and she was not afraid to let the doctors at Hitchcock know where the bear did its business, what it looked like, and how it smelled. <laughs> she was not afraid to confront the doctors, that's for sure. And so she carried that same presence when she was here, when she was uh, playing the organ, directing the choir, just being part of our group, she helped to keep us focused. Yes, indeed. I got to experience a bit of that. Is it all involved? Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of focus, we've started on a little bit of a discussion and a journey. Uh, So with you. 
We lift them up to the Lord. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children of all generations. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. The night of which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you for it, and broke it, gave it to his disciples, his friends, the saints around him, and said, Take this, each of you, and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, toward the end of the evening, he took the cup again, he gave you thanks and praise. He shared the cup with his friends, saying to them, this is the cup of the new covenant, the new promise, the everlasting one, that sins are forgiven there is reconciliation and connection. Do this as often as you drink of this in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy, living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ, Christ is died, Christ, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these simple gifts bread and juice, making them be for us your body and your blood, just as you are joining us together as one in your body with all of the saints who we've named, who we name in our hearts, who you connect us with. 
making us one in service to this entire world around us, just as those before us have done. For your glory and your praise. We thank you for your presence with us here at this meeting. Changing us, helping us turn from sin and choose your glory and your life in us. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to this world. Until that day when Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet there. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all glory, all honor is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. 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 With the confidence of children of God, let's pray together the prayer of Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus and all the other saints are with us. Let's enjoy the meal and celebrate it together. You would come around that direction.
Hallelujah. Amen.
Maybe it's going to be part of There is fresh coffee that is safe to drink down there. There are goodies. Oh, yeah, I still got it. And this contestant on the same is right. 